And when I got to my desk in the morning, we had already acquired as many users that morning as we had in the prior month. So we five X our monthly signups by adding Zoom to our channel equation. Welcome to the Show Me the Data podcast by Leadsip, where every week we get marketing and sales leaders from fast-growing B2B tech companies to share specific tactics they use to drive revenue for their business. The best part, they share the exact metrics and data points behind each of their tactics. I'm your host, Tukhan Das, the co-founder and CEO of Leadsip. See you there. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Tukan from Leadsift here. Uh, my guest today is Marlo Oster. Marlo is the head of marketing at Work Patterns. Welcome to the show, Marlo. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great. So can you give us a quick overview of what Work Patterns do? Yeah. Work Patterns is a people management platform. Essentially, what we're doing is we are taking the traditional concept of HR software and building a bottoms-up product that is integrated into the day-to-day of managers and their teams. So we facilitate like meeting agenda, collaboration, and building feedback, recognition, goal setting, and we integrate with, you know, the traditional like daily tools in the knowledge workers tech stack so that everything is really um, guided. Um, And so that is that is work patterns. Cool. And and in terms of the target market that you're going after, Marlo, what kind of companies are you going after in terms of company size or industries and even titles? Who are you going after? From a persona standpoint, we're going after managers of people. The dominant um, industry in our you know active user base is definitely like software and internet. But that said, there's a lot of healthcare, um, Mm -hmm. education, uh, services, businesses. Um, So it it really runs the gamut. Um, In general, the first person to sign up is typically a manager. And the only other way, and then work patterns will really spread throughout the org more organically and over a Mm -hmm. longer period of time. But increasingly, we're actually seeing that the first signup is can also be a CXO or a head of people, and that they're evaluating work patterns for more of like a company-wide rollout. Got it. And are you going after large enterprises or some SMBs or all over the place? Kind of all over the place. Um, work patterns, you know, doesn't, it's mainly like 50 employees and up but okay. up to companies that are thousands of employees. Um, we have a little bit uh, smaller piece of the pie is in that like 11 to 50 range, but really any um, smaller than that. And you probably aren't even thinking about people management because you just don't have that many people to manage. Absolutely. So I know we're, we're going to talk about the specific tactic that you guys uh, implemented and how that impacted user acquisition. But in general, how are you targeting these ideal customers, these managers of companies that are over 50 employees, heads of people, uh, what are some marketing channels and strategies that you're using to target them? Yeah, um, before the Zoom launch, I'll speak to, since Mm -hmm. we're gonna talk about that a bunch, but generally it's a mix of um, organic and paid. So 
lots of lookalike modeling off of user activity in our platform. Paid social has been a very scalable channel for us. Um, mm -hmm. And we've seen a lot of uh, high quality users that convert to paid coming from there. And I would say that the next biggest would be organic. Got it. And, and most of these paid acquisitions that you are doing, they're primary. And when you say conversion, this is getting them to sign up for, a, for the free trial or like the starter pack. When I say conversion, I actually mean that they went through the free trial and converted to paid, but that's the objective of all of our paid social campaigns would be just a sign up, right? Like starting yep. your free trial. Yep. But you do have a, from the pricing page, it looks like you do have a, like a forever free premium package, right? Yes. Or no, forever for free our... package. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really for smaller teams. So that's mm -hmm. like up to the ends at four or five people. I forget yeah. if it's five plus five. or yeah, I think so. Yeah. Five. So um, we do. So that's generally like a, just a different use case where someone um, is still at that very early stage and just wants um, a limited set of features and to implement some sort of like operating system for people management. Understood. But, and, and if I understand correctly from an acquisition perspective, yours is very much a self-serve model. Like people don't need to schedule a demo, get data and stuff like that to sign up. They can just literally sign up. If they want, yep. they can put the credit card and go for it. So it's a marketing. Yep. Driven. yep. Exactly. Cool. So now let's, let's talk about this zoom apps marketplace launch that you guys did. Was it this summer that you did that? So the marketplace Zoom apps launched on July 21st. So that was okay. the day where they first became available in, you know, individual users instance of Zoom. Um, mm -hmm. So it's pretty, pretty recent. Okay. Okay. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about the Zoom apps and, and specifically what does your app do? What does um, work patterns do when someone is using it within Zoom? So in general, um, Zoom apps are in-product apps that are seamlessly integrated into your Zoom meeting experience. Mm -hmm. So work patterns, um, one of the things that our product does in general is just make meetings better. And it makes meetings better because attendees are collaborating on what the agenda is in throughout their week in between their recurring meetings. And they're you know, converting discussion topics into action items, they're taking notes, everything's in one place and it's transparent. And so that's really like the before the meeting and after meeting, right? Mm -hmm. And then during the meeting, there's this like bit of a gap of like, okay, well, now I'm actually going into this meeting and I want to facilitate it without, um, you know, having a million tabs open and screen sharing, and I want everyone to be on the same page and I want people to stay focused, right? Because mm -hmm. we, like a lot of people multitask during Zoom meetings. Um, so what our Zoom app does is it actually embeds work patterns into your Zoom meeting experience and it really guides you through your agenda. I could actually show you and screen share if you would like to see it. Sure, sure. I don't know how, how, how let's see. Um, I think we might have to give you screen sharing access. Oh, okay. If you want to, okay. might we, help we can, if you have we can probably do it at the end of the uh, discussion model. That'll be, that'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, so, all right. So 
so now I understand uh, the the use case of the app, how it it works within natively within the Zoom app. Um, walk us through a little bit about what was the what was the reasoning behind you guys deciding to actually build a dedicated app within within the Zoom app marketplace. Well, first and foremost, we thought it would be really enhance the user's experience with our product um, and bring things like, you know, complete the life cycle of like before, during and after meeting, before, during, after meeting. Secondly, we have um, an advisor and investor in work patterns is PM at Zoom. So we had a bit of an in. Um, that makes sense. To, to participate in the you know, what we saw was a big opportunity. I mean, Zoom has growth has, you know, been exponential during the yep. pandemic and remote hybrid distributed teamwork is not going anywhere, right? There's yep. a new normal. So it felt like a unique opportunity. Um, you know, there's a lot of marketplaces. A lot of them, especially mm. more mature ones are very saturated. And so to be one of the like, first apps available in Zoom, we thought it would be like, could be a, you know, a needle mover for us. We didn't, honestly though, we didn't really know. I was gonna <laughs> um, ask. It was a bit of a leap of faith um, because obviously we didn't know it didn't exist yeah. before, so. Yeah, and so, so the reasoning behind it was to give a better experience to your existing customers that sign up and they, if they are using Zoom, um, it would make the product stickier. And so yeah. more from a product perspective, not really, the thought wasn't really, well, customer acquisition, we are going to acquire a bunch of customers. That was not the initial thought. Well, we hoped that, but really, yeah. so there's a there's a feature that's now available in work patterns and it's available to non-Zoom users that okay. use our product, but they can, they, then they're screen sharing and it's essentially called meeting mode. So you have your workspace, which is, you know, this is, you know, you and this person's recurring one-on-one or this recurring group meeting. And so you have a workspace and that has your discussion topics, your action mm -hmm. items, attachments, feedback, like all that history. What meeting mode does is it converts that workspace into an in-meeting, like different flow where meeting mode actually takes you one by one through your agenda items and like kind of consolidates the workspace experience so that everyone is like on the same page, going through the agenda at the same time, sharing, collaborating on capturing Got notes, it. converting things into action items. And it's like a very guided experience. And even just as a feature outside of Zoom, it is widely used. It's probably like the most adopted, like new feature functionality that yep. we've launched in some time. Okay. And were there any other HR tech sort of product that was launched? during your initial launch? Yeah, um, I mean, it really ran the gamut. I mean, like Weight Watchers launched like a wellness app. There are games for mm. like remote uh, team building. There's a whole host, I would say, of like collaboration and productivity apps. So since, mm -hmm. you know, it's, that's pretty like, the B2B use case is like pretty core to like, yeah. investing in building software behind something yeah. like this. So I wouldn't say that there are a ton of like 
people management tools, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but definitely like meeting management, yeah. right? And yeah. meetings are pretty core to our experience. So there's yeah. um, a lot of collaboration and productivity tools in there. Makes sense. So now walk us through a little bit about like, what's that time commitment needed, Marlo, from a product development perspective? Once you have decided once, I guess you have to go through an approval process, correct? Yes, a, a few. Um, okay. So we started building the Zoom app in Q1 of 2021. We got, we were pretty early on in being a part of like that community, right? So every week since the beginning of Q1, there's like developer office hours, there's business mm-hmm. office hours. And that's where like work patterns and other app developers are logging into this call, receiving updates. Um, And there were a lot of, um, the Zoom team was awesome, but they were figuring this out as well, you know? So like, okay, where's the documentation for this? And like, what APIs are actually going to be available at the time of release? I think the launch timeline itself was like a bit of a moving target, like, we were building in Q1 with the expectation that it could be as early as Q2 at some mm. point, some point in Q2. It actually ended up launching on July 21st. So the time commitment was significant. I mm-hmm. would say um, we got our app to a point where we were confident in its feature functionality today and like we're not necessarily going to worry about other APIs that like may or may not be available. Mm -hmm. And so we went through the security process, like as soon as they had a process available, went through app review, usability review, and then the time commitment on the business side, it's, it's ongoing, right? There's a bunch of APIs that are becoming available that we know are good APIs for our product and use case to leverage. And so it's something that we'll be building on over time. So I attend business office hours like every week, just so, and I capture those updates and like share out with the team so we can kind of decide how those things fit into our overall roadmap. Got it. And I know, notice you guys have integrations with Microsoft Teams and, and Slack, but they are, would you consider them an app or it's just an integration for people to, it's more of an integration so Mm -hmm. you can find us on like the slacker teams marketplaces Mm -hmm. but it's not like a um like a survey tool right that could be like a standalone experience in slack essentially you can create say discussion topics or action items from a slack thread you can receive notifications Mm -hmm. on Oh, this discussion topic was assigned to you or reminder to prepare for a one-on-one, but it's not standalone. It's not going to do a whole lot. Generally, it's like existing users that don't want to receive notifications by email because their email inbox probably looks like mine and are more active on Slack and so want to like bring that experience into Slack. Got it. So from a product and engineering perspective, it was a pretty involved process, like three to six months for your engineers to, to build the seamless experience within the Zoom app? It definitely didn't take three to six months of Mm. engineering time. Like we were building a lot of other things and improving other features during that, but it was 
um, you know, there were like spikes of activity and then lulls and then spikes. I think like the bigger challenge was actually more on like the design front um, mm. versus the engineering front, because on the engineering side, we knew that like this meeting mode feature, like this was the use case for the app and we had okay. built it and validated that in our web app. So that was pretty clear from a design standpoint. We didn't know what onboarding was going to look like. We didn't know what, until the day of launch, like I didn't really know what even discoverability was going to look like in the Zoom yes. experience. Like, so there were a lot of black boxes um, related to onboarding that we had to you know, think through. And I would say that was the bigger challenge. Got it. So, so now that engineering has done the work, Zoom app has been launched on J July 21st. And, and I see you guys also got investment from Zoom. Congratulations for that. That's great. Uh, so <laughs> now from a marketing perspective, what were the, and, and, and I know you had mentioned before that it was, it was a great source of new conversions, like people signing up for your product. Um, tell us a little bit more about how did that happen? Was it you guys running uh, nurture campaigns to your existing customers or running ads or did Zoom sending an email to their subscriber list? Walk us through that. Yeah. So when Zoom apps launched on July 21st, I would say that the first week to week and a half was kind of a lackluster. Um, and that was mainly because um, having Zoom has versions, right? And in order to have access to apps, you had to be on the latest version. Yes. There also are ad admin controls, right? Some especially B2B and enterprise will have admins mm. have, have to review apps. So like that whole user experience was something that they needed to control with a little bit more of a trickle. Mm. So once that those kinks had been worked out, um, it was early August, August 2nd, I want to say, that they um, did a more aggressive prompt for all users to update their Zoom client. So when you open Zoom, it would yeah. say like you have to you have to update. And yeah. when I got to my desk in the morning, we had already acquired as many users that morning as we had in the prior month. Like it was wow. crazy. Yeah. So we so, five X our monthly signups by adding Zoom to our channel equation. Okay. So so let, let, let me understand this. So Zoom basically so they are not prompting or promoting exclusively your 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 app to their users. They basically said, update the Zoom Zoom native install that you have, and then they automatically people were just searching for you guys, discovering you guys, and then yeah. just installing it. Yeah. Well, there are only about fifty apps that were like app launch partners, mm. so you know, we were definitely, I'm sure over time, there'll, there'll be hundreds, right? Oh, 100%. But like, there's no question, but we were, you know, in a small sample group. I mean, Zoom did have marketing moments where they were promoting individual apps, promoting like Zoom apps more holistically. Oh, wow. And they did put PR behind that for sure. Okay. Okay. Um, there was a decent amount of like coverage, but the discovery of work patterns 
it's all purely organic. It's purely wow. people clicking on the apps icon at the bottom of Zoom and finding us and signing up. There was no paid promotion of anything. Not not even from you guys' end? Like you, you didn't even do any paid promotion? No, or... I mean, we announced it to our existing users and especially okay. encouraging existing Zoom users to, to use yeah. the app. But we didn't do any paid promotion to drive people um, to Zoom versus okay. are just signing up for work patterns. Totally. So that's 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 really great. Uh, so now let's talk a little bit about these numbers or like the people like this new surge of customers coming in, just signing up. Um, can you tell us what percentage would you say, Marlo, of customers that signed up uh, or, or users, I should say, that signed up were sort of in your ICP fit? Meaning, are they managers or of 50 plus companies in, in computer software? Some are, some aren't. Mm -hmm. um, it is, you know, there was that surge after the update, but there's still sizable amount of Zoom signups that are coming in every day. Um, I don't expect that it will be 5X in month two, but it'll probably be like 3X like now month over month is kind of what I project. Okay. So obviously within that, there's a lot of noise and not ICP in terms of like what percent are truly like what we would consider a marketing qualified signup. Um, I would say it's maybe 50. Um, okay. This is all pretty new. So yeah. it's hard yeah. to say, Been a month obviously. So. Yeah. Um, but that's, that would be my best guess. And, and from a down funnel activity, just, just, I guess, subjectively speaking, are you seeing from a conversion perspective, these free users converting into paid better than, than, than other organic channels that then coming from zoom or is it similar? Not yet. Like, again, there's a lot of Zoom signups that are still in a free trial. They yeah. haven't even gotten there yet. We have seen some conversion to paid. We're also, quite frankly, still figuring out the mm -hmm. uh, right user experience. Yes. Like something, we just had a quarterly offsite this week. And as we're talking through roadmap priorities and marketing priorities, et cetera, it's clear that the Zoom acquired users need a different onboarding experience totally. than non-Zoom acquired users who, mm -hmm. that aren't hitting necessarily a landing page or seeing ad messaging, like going through, because the Zoom onboarding is designed because people are most likely about to start a meeting to be very quick. So there's like entirely different nurture um, approach For that sure. we'll like start to work on um, to move that needle. Got it. And just from a general marketing practice, Marlo, once someone signs up for a free trial, whether it's through Zoom or other channels, the, mm -hmm. is there a salesperson involved with, if it's a large account that you know they can expand into hundreds of seats, um, is there a salesperson that follows up with certain leads, cherry picking them, or it's all yes. naturally just... Yes, for sure. We do have yeah. um, one per salesperson who's mainly working on focusing on those like top down company wide yeah. roll up, roll out yeah. opportunities. Yeah. And certainly 
Zoom signups have the ability to just book a demo and yeah. get a more holistic view of the product. And yeah. so, yeah, there's quite a bit of that, but, um, but most of that is uh, the users initiating it because they're self-selecting and saying, yeah. I want to book a demo yeah. um, more so than our AE reach, you know, cherry picking through all of those signups. They're kind of self-selecting themselves. Understood. So now based on the success that you guys seen with Zoom, which is, you know, sort of like a perfect storm, they are seeing crazy growth. Uh, your product fits very well into one-on-one -on -one meetings and Zoom primarily is for B2B meetings. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and you guys are getting great results. Do you see uh, from a roadmap perspective, for, I, I should say from a marketing perspective, do you want to dabble with other dedicated app experience for other things like Microsoft Teams, for example? Absolutely. Um, I think something that we will look at over the coming quarters is like we have a lot of existing integrations where we're not necessarily in a marketplace. So how do we expand the feature functionality of that integration to make it something that is appropriate to be discoverable in those marketplaces? So Salesforce, HubSpot, Asana, mm -hmm. Jira, Lassian, like yeah. those are all things, but I also I think the um, opportunities to be of the first apps to launch in a net new marketplace with the user base that Zoom yeah. has is, is pretty rare. And yeah. I can't necessarily think of one that would be coming yeah. aside from <laughs> Zooms. Yeah. Um, so it's, and anytime we think about integrations or marketplaces, it's, does it make the user experience better? You know, does it, is it something that would actually add value, not as an acquisition channel, but like to the user experience. So I think we like, that's the first lens that we'd approach that, but from a marketing standpoint, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And, and that was my, the thing that my follow-up question was when thinking of which, you know, platform to, to build dedicate engineering resources to build an app, how should you think about it? It is definitely about, does it improve the existing customer experience than just thinking of as a customer acquisition channel? Uh, that's great. Exactly. What, what yeah. do you have any data, um, Marlo, of what, fraction of your existing customers that were using your system before uh, started using uh, the Zoom app? Oh, I do. Not necessarily off the top of my head, but I certainly do. Maybe 30%? Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, not everybody uses Zoom, right? Like That's right. Yeah. The, so, um, yeah. and I guess from a product perspective, right? Like when, when you guys decided to build a Zoom app, it was not, as you mentioned, not a customer acquisition channel, but, but better experience uh, medium. Um, do you see already of the 30% of the users that are using Zoom, um, using the app in Zoom, they're stickier and they're getting a better experience? Like, is there any metrics you guys absolutely right um yeah. absolutely so in general like leveraging any integration that we have whether that's slack or zmap or jira or yeah. figma it, yeah 
increases user retention just because it makes the user experience better, right? And like different integrations do different things. But like, for example, with our Figma integration, when I go to our, um, our my one-on-one workspace with our head of design, I can see the exact files in Figma that she's been spending the most time in. And I can say, oh, that feature, we probably need to have a product marketing discussion. Let me add that to our agenda. So different integrations have different purposes, but they all improve the user experience and just make work patterns more integrated, more embedded in their existing workflows. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Marlo. This was this was very insightful. Uh, we have athletes, if you have thought of different uh, platforms to integrate with, and we are always thinking is like, these platforms have been like the Salesforce, the Marketos have been there for, for years, and they have a pretty saturated uh, app marketplace. So to stand out as a new vendor is trickier. Um, so but but the Zoom one was perfect timing for you guys. And congratulations once again. And and I thank you for sharing all of those insights. Those are pretty insightful. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you.